Well, Matty C, we're very excited now. We're about to be joined by one of our favourites. He's the talk of the town. He's Australia's hottest prospect. He's the 2022 UFC Rookie of the Year, and he started off this year just like he left off last year. It's Jack Della Maddalena, mate. How are you? How's life been since that performance in Perth, mate? Cheers for having me, boys. Yeah, no, it's been it's been life as usual. You know, just being back in the gym, hammering away, looking for excited to get another fight, hey, mate. You're um. You talk about it, and we saw you after the fight in the post-fight press conference just sort of speaking how relaxed and chilled you are. But if anyone's ever met you, you really are. Like, even just hearing you now, like, you've had, you know, in front of your home crowd in Perth, a massive event for not only the sport but for Australia, you know, post-COVID, and you're just, like, back in the gym, pretty chilled out. Like, it really is something that you uh, you preach, but you, you live. How, how have you become like that, mate? Because it's, it's really... Uh, it's rare air, someone to be so uh, relaxed when you're in such a high-risk environment, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I just try and... Yeah, it is a high-risk environment, a lot of pressure, that mm. sort of thing. I just try and... Yeah, just try as much as you can, just enjoy the moment. You know that... this is It's like the, the life of a fighter. Is there's a lot of time where you're in the gym just hammering away, and so that... That is the... When it's spite time, I guess that's the time where you've just got to really just trust you put the work in and trust your decision-making and just let the instincts take over and not try not to overthink anything. Yeah, right. Really. I always thought that. If you were any more laid back, mate, you would be horizontal <laughs> out there in the cage. But <laughs> seriously, I like to just get to the, the, the mentality that you clearly have always had because when Bisping asked you after the fight, he goes, mate, can you believe what's going on here? Have you ever have dreamt this would be possible? And you just said, mate, yeah, I have. I actually <laughs> yeah, have. Like, this yeah. is... It's not out of the ordinary for you, is it? You just knew it was going to happen, I reckon. I did, yeah. To be honest, I like I always was obviously gunning to get into the UFC, and then I always knew when I'd get into the UFC, I yeah, always envisioned that I would fight in Perth. You know, I don't know why. I just thought it would be obviously just yeah, it was a, just hoping for a cool experience. I thought it would happen. I knew they were due to come back to Perth, mm-hmm. and I drove past that stadium a lot. Just uh, I visualised it. I, just kept, yeah, just till it became reality, I guess, and and then it's been and gone already. So, mate, well, you talk about again, driving so. past that that stadium. We we're from Melbourne. First time we went to Perth, we couldn't believe how difficult it was to navigate your roads in the city. Like you had to drive four thousand miles the wrong way to drive back another way. You must Get be back. used to it, yeah, but geez, we were out of our depth there, mate. With that, to be honest, yeah, I try and avoid. Honestly, I try and avoid the city, yeah. Perth at all costs. Mate, whoever designed that is on some serious drugs. I reckon it's cool. Yeah, yeah, you have to go far one way to go. Yeah, it's confusing. Uh, so and, I avoid it. And you spoke about you know fighting in Perth, and we had uh, Farjack Jack Jenkins on. He had I think three hundred people coming from Bacchus Marsh. You must have had half the stadium with friends and family. I mean, I know how we know how relaxed you are from speaking. How, were you nervous at all about going out and putting on a show in front of everyone that had sort of been there from the start of your journey, all your mates, your family, you know, your gym, all the guys that look up to you were all probably there and you sort of like, you, you had to go out and, and do what you did, but it's a lot harder than just sort of, you know, thinking that it's going to happen. You actually have to go out and do it against a really yeah, talented fighter. It. So how, how was that for you, that, that experience, the crowd and everything that went with that week and that moment? It was surreal, you know, like uh, obviously, yeah, there is no, or any time you step into the the cage, the fight, there's nerves that come with it and the, the nerve, for me, I just, the nerves are just like underperforming. I'm not really too worried about, obviously winning is number one, but like 
I'm just nervous about going out there and just not making right decisions and underperforming. So, mm. yeah, there was a lot of pre- like there was pressure. I just wanted to perform for the crowd and. But yeah, when I honestly when I made the walk and it was just I, I honestly felt like home. It just felt like I was meant to be there. And it's awesome. I felt on honestly from the yeah. walk out. It was unbelievable. And at that point, I just felt on. You know? yeah. I was ready to. You looked on. Die there, really. <laughs> you were on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Certainly looked that way. And like now, that's four fights in the UFC for four first round finishes, mate. I think before this fight, you know, there was a bit of hype around you. You've had these three big wins, and then, all right, now you're facing Randy Brown, probably a next step up in competition. He's that taller guy. He was 6'3". He's got the, you know, the rangy reach on you. There probably were a few question marks. Can he do it against this bloke? Can he then take the next level? And I think after a performance like you've just had, you've answered every single critic out there. There's no more questions to be asked, to be honest. So do you feel now, like, even maybe a little more pressure now that you've performed on that level, and now the next fight is going to be way... It's going to be bigger now, isn't it? The next fight now, now you're ranked, all this sort of stuff. Do you feel any more pressure now going forward to keep this streak alive, first round sort of stuff? No. Honestly, like, there's pressure, but I don't let it bother me too much. I realise, honestly, my plan is that every fight's going to be bigger and bigger, so Mm -hmm. I'm... Honestly prepared for it. I think, yeah, the next fight's going to be be big. And then it's just going to... Honestly, I hope it just keeps climbing until get to the top. But, yeah, no, I don't really feel too much pressure. You, you know, I just get back in the gym and just want to perform. I want to keep performing well. And I want to get the crowd buzzed up every time I have a fight. I think, yeah, it's not just Australians now that are really buzzed to watch you. I think everyone around the world is buzzed to see you fight. And I just want to ask that, like... This next fight, now you're ranked. You're 14th, I think, in the UFC rankings in the welterweight. Your next fight will probably be sort of, you know, around that top 10 mark. If you do another performance like that now, have that fifth straight win, I reckon your next fight after that could almost be sort of like number one contender sort of stuff. Are you you thinking the same? Uh, I think so. I think if I can go out there and fight a top 10, top 15 guy and pull them out in one Mm -hmm. round, I think that's it. Like, that's five in a row in the first round. I'm gunning for a big Australian show at the end of the year and hopefully it's with a name that everyone can really get behind and yeah put on a sh- another show yeah, in on the Aussie turf would be my ideal plan it's a great plan and have the powers that be given you any um early indication on who it might be mate have they sort of asked you I don't know how it works being not a fighter do they come to you and say these are the guys in front of you these are some potential options. Who do you like? Or do they just come to you with a fight and go, this is the fight for you? They've, after this fight, they've sort of, in the past, they've sort of said, doing a fight this guy, and I've just said yes. But yep. they've said, just sit on it for a month and mm-hmm. see how the how the fights, obviously today's a big fight. Yeah, huge. The world's like division. And yeah, then, absolutely. Yeah, just see how all the fights play out and then see who they offer me. But yeah, hopefully it's, yeah, hopefully it's someone ranked, you know? Absolutely. Right. Yeah, go yeah. mate. Yeah, in the past, I reckon you've probably felt this. I think a lot of people find it difficult sometimes when they're the big Knicks prospect coming up. A lot of people ducking you. A lot of people saying, nah, I don't want to find him. But now that you're ranked, can people do that? How does it work? Can You probably can't duck blokes now that. that you're ranked, surely. Yeah, I don't think so. I think now that it's a... Well, I think that before I was like, I was a... I, in my opinion, I feel like I'm a dangerous fighter. I think uh, not being ranked would make it easy for people to say, yeah, I don't want to fight him, like there's no benefit. But I think now that I think competitive people, I've got a number next to my name. So, yeah, I don't reckon what, there's no ducking now. I think you've just got to step up and put your number on the line. Or And 
we, yeah, we talk about these finishes, mate, too, these these first-round finishes. And I, I said it to you when you are on our pod. It, it was a big call, I guess, at the time because you are on that pod a little while ago. But I see um, signs of, like, the way Conor McGregor could get a fighter out of there and not, you know, waste energy and put themselves at risk. When you get a guy hurt, um, you just look so unbelievably calm and calculated in how you want to finish them and get them out of there. You see a lot of fighters that get people in positions where they should win and can't. I just wonder, yeah. like, is that something that's just naturally, like, with you? Or do you guys in the gym work on picking, um, when you've got someone hurt, the right shots or getting them in a submission? Because it just looks so... So similar, eerily similar at times. Um, the way you, you 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 move across the octagon and just finish them, it's 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 unbelievable to see. And we we saw it on live; it was fantastic. But I just wonder, is that something that's with you, or you you, you work on that? Uh, it's a bit of both, you know. I I like to look at like what I do as like an art form, you know. Mm. So I don't want to if I land like a nice precise shot, I don't want to spaz out and <laughs> look bad, you know. I want to make yeah. it look smooth and stay. Pa- I think patience is something yeah. that not a lot of fighters have, and I think it's one of the probably the most important parts of the game, I believe. So staying patient and just staying smooth and not free, like yeah, not over rushing anything and then making bad mistakes. Absolutely. I think patience is number one and something we practice and something I think also comes naturally to me. Luckily, yeah. I think you might have said that on the uh, the media day during Perth during fight week. You just want to be known as the smoothest operator there in the welterweight <laughs> division. I reckon you're on your way to proving it. I think you already oh, have. Mate. That's it. Yeah, that's what I like. I like watching. A, yeah, I'd rather for me personally, I'd rather watch a smooth mover than like a erratic, like overly aggressive person. But that's my yeah. That's you're probably like a bit young, Jack. But the song "Smooth Operator" that might have to be your new <laughs> ring. It's <laughs> a beautiful song. One of the one of the um, boys from the gym actually made that his ring walk. So oh, I haven't actually just... balls up to ask him to borrow it yet. But nah, do it. <laughs> I think it'd be fantastic because it it's very yeah, much it's sums good. you up. Yeah, it's a very nice song. I've thought about it many times, believe it or not. I could see a full <laughs> arena here in Australia all singing along to that next time. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll consider it for sure. Yeah, good. Mate, there's a huge fight today. Uh, a guy that you've actually spoken about to us previously that someone you'd like to fight, Shavkat Rahmanov. Not a bloke that many yeah. people call out or probably even want to fight, but how do you see that fight going today? And, yeah, is that someone potentially in your sights? Hundred percent. Yeah, I think he's very good. You know, I think a lot of people he's like the yeah, a lot of, he's very he dominated like everyone in sport and I think he'll win, to be honest. I think he's yeah. Jeff Neal is a te- well tested veteran, but I think um just uh Shavkat's like well rounded game is probably gonna get him through. Hopefully no one wants to fight him, you know. Hopefully no one in the top five answers the call and He's forced to fight me, which would be ideal. But see how it goes. You know, I'm definitely down to challenge myself, and I think he's a big challenge. He is a big challenge. I mean, I don't want to get you to say something out of school, but Jeff Neal missing weight by four pounds. Can we, as a fan, look into that, that he's had a bad weight cut or he's just not prepared how he should? Is that is that something that yeah, people can look at so. like think... that, do you think? That's a little bit unprofessional, isn't it, at his point of his career? Yeah, yeah. Very unprofessional, you know. I think whenever a fighter doesn't make weight, you've got to mm. question, like, has something happened? Yeah. Obviously, hasn't prepared very well. You know, it's an advantage, though, coming in heavier. Like, yeah. Shub Cut's a big guy. He's obviously had to cut the extra the thing. Like, and I think, like, 
I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure like a big percentage of the people that I could be wrong, but a big percentage of people that actually come in overweight normally are the ones that win. Do we think it could be a could bit be of wrong, a ploy? Because he's a powerful puncher. Do you think he might have wanted to get close I enough where it looks like a little bit of a miss, but he actually is planning on trying to use that extra four pounds to put a bit more stank in his punches? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> I'm probably uh, looking a bit deep on that. that. <laughs> yeah, you'd hope not. I think, yeah. I, like, I think, yeah, I don't reckon he would have done that. But I don't know him. I don't yeah. tell him from a bar of soap, you know. But <laughs> uh, like, who knows? Who knows? Who but yeah, knows? I'm, in my opinion, I think it's probably something underprepared. Yeah, something along those lines. Mate, just quickly before we wrap up, mate, it's been it's great to have you on here. But uh, there's a fight that I want to see you fight. And I reckon one day the fans would love to see it. You versus uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. I reckon that's a fight that we could almost start start the rivalry now. Call him out. That's a fight the fans want. Two of the best strikers in the yeah. whole of UFC. Yeah, I'd happily go in there and take him down in one round and beat him up on the floor. Would be perfect. Unbelievable. <laughs> Pass the torch, Stefan. But I don't think it'd be that. I think it'd be. I think that would be a guaranteed first round for you, mate. We we'd be right behind uh, you on that one. You. Yeah. So yeah, that'd be a sick fight. He's a legend. Yeah, he is. Top striker, you know. Top striker. I think Kevin Kevin Holland could have beaten him if he had just stuck to the MMA yeah. game, but. Absolutely. Nice to see he's a Chris Struck and it's good to see him on the feed. Well, mate, we're uh, we're wrapped to uh, to have been able to get a little bit of your time today. You've been so generous with it. We were we were so happy to see you put that performance on um, Cheers, live boy. in Perth, and I'm sure your friends and family have just been nothing but proud. And all of Australia are, mate. And you're now you've hit the global. You know, you're you're out there now, mate. Your name's out there. We just are so excited to see what you do. Again, thank you so much, and we look forward to chatting to you again. Yeah, pleasure, boy. Thanks for the time. It was, yeah, nice talking to you. I appreciate the kind words. Cheers, Jack. You're a legend, mate. Catch up. Peace, boys. Yeah.